That's what the Italians call four doors <laughs> when they're not surrendering to, to your, your granny. granny. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Naughty Kids, the podcast where we explore the best of that halcyon age when things were better, dungarees were worse, and the Spice Girls ruled with an iron fist. It is, of course, the late 90s and early noughties. I'm Josh Hinton, 1994 to present. And I'm Joey Hart, 1994 to be confirmed. This week, we're taking a walk down memory lane and discussing school. And then there'll be a musical interlude. Musical interlude. Musical interlude from the nineties. It needs to be a nineties musical interlude. So oh yeah, we went, bit, have, we went a bit early there. What's um, it needs to have? That sounds more seventies. We, we, it needs oh. like um, uh, what's the what's the thing? chimes? Chimes. And if that didn't remind you of. The music of your youth, then nothing will. I'm back in the 90s. That's it. I'm six years old. It's it's happened. We've got back in the Wayback Machine and we've arrived. The year is indiscriminate late 90s, possibly early noughties. <laughs> and, and here we are. And of course, the place where we are is we're at school. We're at school. Because that is, that is the topic I can hear the this bell week. ringing in the corridor. The bell is ringing. It's time to begin class. And uh, we've got a few different things to reminisce about this week. Yeah. Uh, we We thought we would sort of take the first of our memory lane walks down the the corridors oh nice. uh, that's right it's a memory yeah. memory corridor not just a memory lane memory corridor We're indoors that's important we are indoors and we thought we would we would kick off uh with with uniform school uniform what, oh, what, yeah. what do you remember about the 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 school uniform of of the late 90s and early noughties i had a great school uniform because it was from the late 90s and early noughties of the last century um <laughs> In that oh, it was yours was from, from 1901. Was mine was it? 1901. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, we haven't actually specified in this podcast that we're not talking about the 1900s. Welcome um, to the podcast about the 1790s. <laughs> the 1790s. I was going 1890s, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, my, mine was fantastic. It was it was uh, short shorts, long socks, blazer, jumper tie, little. And hat. did you like short shorts? Well, we had to wear them until year six. In year six, you were you became a man and you could wear trousers. Good heavens! You really did. Was it not cold? Did you not? Yeah, no, we got cold. That was the thing. Cold <laughs> and still it character. Thankfully, as a child, you, you cold doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> it's a later thing. It was introduced in two thousand three. Uh, <laughs> Super. Well, that's that's all right because that's the mid mid early noughties. So you're all right there. So I, I had a snazzy snazzy uniform. Cold but snazzy. Did you we, have a blazer when you were at primary school? Yeah, we, we had blazers. They were like heavy felt blazers with blue edging and a great big school crest. And That's you had very, to have your name. Very... You had to have your name sewed into everything. That was a requirement. Oh well, yes. Absolutely. And that's one of those things. I I would not have the slightest clue how to go about purchasing a roll of my children's names on small pieces of paper. Well, not you see paper, the school material. Shop, the school had their own shop on site that you could go and buy such things or order your 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 own name your school was well posh we didn't have it a, was well we didn't posh. have any no yeah where did you go to school i i thought you went to a normal school no we i went to a private school it was a beautiful i think you went to a private school once you were a bad boy and you know and you, well, that was you year three. You out. that was year three so from year three onwards, oh yeah yeah before bad, then bad it boy. was fully comprehensive <laughs> state you had you a, comprehended many things men much comprehensive um 
No, yeah, it was the terrible little um, sweatshirt, little um, polo shirt. Yeah, with a school crest the... that that irritated your left nipple. <laughs> Very important to learn with an irritated left nipple. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where the badge was kind of it was too thick for absolutely. The shirt. Yes, yes, and I it, did. It chafed. It chafed. Oh, yes, that's what I had. We we had we had we had jumpers and, and polo shirts yeah. and and there was much debate about whether your collar should go inside or outside and I remember vividly that at primary school your collar went outside your jumper oh, as it and should. then we Absolutely. went we went on a on a school trip one well, not school trip on like a taster day to go to the big scary pr- uh, secondary school of when course. we were in year six and I was told by somebody whose older brother was already there that you must put your shirt inside your jumper or you would be bullied, was, was the threat. Wow. And so we all conscientiously... And it was true. You'd walk along the corridors at secondary school and, and, and people would, would just... People you didn't even know would point at you and go, colour, and you'd be like, whoa, and you'd, you know, whoop. That's a bit like back inside. little year seven. Oh, yes. Oh, blimey. Yeah, it was yeah. it was very important, apparently, for some reason that, of course, nobody knew because children are insane. You see, at private school, everyone reveled in their smartness and the smarter you look the, the more prestige that you had it was more about really? yeah it was people weren't everyone was smart without fail and the the kind of the more important thing was fountain pens <laughs> you had so a fountain pens you had to have, the currency you had to have fountain pens that was a school requirement you had to have a fountain pen because right. we had handwriting lessons we did proper handwriting lessons with in primary pens. school in primary school with fountain pens we also Good learned Latin Lord. We did Latin in primary school. We did Latin, keep German, that. and French. My goodness me! I didn't learn any languages at all in primary school. I was too busy trying well, to no, learn no. English. I, I didn't learn any of them, but <laughs> I, I was <laughs> but there. Taught the, us them. I was there in the lessons. That's that's what. It, or you, or, let me guess. The only phrase you know in Latin is "May nomine Alan Jones." No, actually, it's "Caecilius est mort," which means uh, "Caecilius is dead." <laughs> I, th- I thought Caecilius was in Horto. Well, uh, Caecilius uh, est in atrium. Um, <laughs> He's in, Poor chap. He's in the hallway, um, but then he dies. Yes, because we had these calcul- <laughs> we had these calculus books. We've gone off uniforms and onto onto topics here. Never mind. That's all right. This is a free flowing podcast. It's free flowing. You can do whatever you like, man. Like in the nineties. There we go. Segway. Um, yeah, we had these calculus books, which were clearly written in nineteen forty, um, but they followed the life of Calculus and his family and dog, who was called Cerberus, which means dog in Latin. No. Um, Cerberus is the dog at the gates of hell, isn't he? Uh, yes, I think so. Um, or whatever it was called. Anyway, um, and basically the last book in the series is Pompeii. They live in Pompeii. <laughs> and you find this out. You know, at the beginning, you're like, oh, they live in Pompeii. That's lovely. And by the end, you're like, and they're dead. And th- that's literally <laughs> the end of the book series. <laughs> that's so dark. That didn't happen in Biff, Chip and Kipper, that, did it? No, it, no, it didn't. No, no. <laughs> and Biff is dead. He's been killed by the Lahar. <laughs> Achilles est melted. Achilles est fossilized. In, uh, in pyroclastic flow. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then they segued beautifully onto your geography lesson and went like, so igneous rocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this rock's called Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. My gosh. No, so did you have a straw boater? This is the important question. No, I didn't have a straw boater. We were a very small um, private school. And what, you we can didn't only have, have access a straw to boat? a river. We didn't have any boating related apparel <laughs> i don't think you have to have a boat in order to wear a boater I think, if you're I think, a... I think that in a school yes you do you have to have a reason for everything <laughs> is that uh, right we did have why... like four sets of sports kit though no five what? we had five sets of sport kit so we had um white pe kit 
also a white shirt with the school crest in the colour of your house on it. And did that irritate your nipple? That didn't irritate my nipple. It was well placed, that one. Um, <laughs> either that or the nipple was already sanded smooth by this point. Um, and then, So that was white. So that was white, white quite short sh- uh, shorts, um, white socks and trainers, PE kit. Then you had um, PE kit, um, what do you call them? Over what do you call the over clothes for? Tell over, how much I got over, out of sport. Over overalls for when you were doing PE inside a mechanics <laughs> exactly. warehouse. Uh, Overclothes. What do you, do call you mean? Them? I don't know. Do you mean what, like wet weather gear? Like do you mean jogging, like like jogging bottoms? Oh, oh, you mean you mean yeah, I know what you mean. Like a tracksuit, tracksuit, tracksuit. That was it. So tracksuit. We had a, we had a PE That's how posh you are. I can't think of the word for tracksuit. Yeah, had a PE tracksuit, which was um, essentially just a sweatshirt with the school crest in the colour of your house on it, um, jogging bottoms. And then we had two sets of rugby kit. You had right. your house two, two. house rugby kit, which was in the colour of your house. Yes. Um, and then we had school rugby kit, which for when you played away at right. a different school, that was the kit you wore, which was blue, and it had the school crest just in blue. It didn't make... There was no house markings <laughs> on that. And then you had rugby um, tracksuit, which was a different type of tracksuit. It was quite a thick cotton tracksuit really kind of almost denim it was really thick um bottoms and top and you'd wear that with your rugby boots and your rugby boots had to have removable studs because removable you weren't allowed studs. plastic studs you had to have metal studs and so we were Good all there heavens. with our with our stud keys undoing the plastic studs that came with the boots and screwing in a new set of metal studs and you did that at the beginning of every term that sounds amazing i we had a white t-shirt and black shorts oh there you go I haven't actually finished. I also had a rugby scrum cap. <laughs> Did you? Because really? had, we played rugby, and you had to have a gum shield. Oh uh, yeah. And we almost invariably that... wore both sets of PE kit at the same time. So we not the PE kit, sorry, both sets of rugby kit at the same time. And then, well, how sweaty did you get in that lot? Well, it was quite cold because we were only little. Oh yes, um, that's true. And then you know the teams. One side would be colours, and one side would be blue. And that's how you that's, know who was on what that's team. Very, that's very posh. It was very, very posh. posh. It was a lot of I, kit. I do. And it got dirty. And we had great big kit bags, like proper sports bags. And you'd have your boots in the end and your trainers in the other end and all of your kit laid out in the middle and your swimming stuff and your towels. Towels. <laughs> because we had we used the showers on site all the time. So you'd always did you, be using Did you need towel. like... Didn't need like a butler to bring all this to school for you. I'm picturing a man with like a huge, big sack full of laundry the, um, on his shoulder. We had a dedicated go, room in the changing rooms, which was just the bag room, and it had great big shelves, and you stuck your bag on the shelves. Man, and you had your name on it, so you knew whose was whose. That's just I could happened. fit my PE kit in my bag underneath my books. It was. And the, oh, the, the really we rich secondary kids, school. The really rich kids had even longer bags, which had wheels, so that they could put all their cricket stuff in it as well. No. And if you were on the cricket team, you were expected to have cricket kit. I never had cricket kit because I was never on the team. Oh my um, gosh! It's another world. Yeah, it's bizarre. It was another world. Yeah, when I went to, when I went to secondary school, they were like they they told us we needed all this stuff, you know, spikes and shin pads and all that, and because oh, we were yeah. good little primary school kids. We bought it all because we thought, oh well, if they say we need it, then we must well, need of course, it. Yeah. And and of course we got there, and the PE teachers were all, you know, only just vaguely descended from apes, and didn't give a flying doodah what we did. And so we all turned up in our nice spanking shiny shin pads and boots, wore them once, and then thereafter did them in our school shoes and our school shirts. Secondary Seriously? school, 
here's, here's a slightly disgusting story for you. Secondary school, indoor PE, I wore my collared school shirt and shorts. You wore and, your, and your normal shirt? I wore, and then I continued to wear it afterwards for the rest of the day. Oh, that's bad. And then <laughs> outdoor PE, put my rugby shirt over my school shirt. Ooh. That was it. That's bad. And, then, and are you still, because yeah. you, you always wore a t-shirt underneath everything. Well, not no, not not at school. I didn't. Not no, school. Okay, no, okay. no. Just it was just just the you know your standard white white collared shirt. Um, wow. But yeah, uh, and and every term they'd be at the beginning they go, we're cracking down on you know poor use of the uniform and everyone must wear the uniform and for for PE and everyone would go nah and then <laughs> just wouldn't do anything about it. Everyone would be stood there wearing kind of whatever they wanted to really. Oh well, no, um, we had back checks. That we'd have to no. lay out all of our stuff, a bit like the army, didn't it? I think it was only once a term, but at the beginning of the term, we all spaced out in the changing rooms, laid our kit out, Whoa. and the, the PE spaced teacher came. Out. came <laughs> spaced out, man. Here's all we my all kit. Spaced oh, out the look, at my, look at my shin pads. <laughs> smell oh, that man. lovely, lovely laundry smell. And yeah, we got our kit checked. And if you were missing something, you had to go to the lost property bin and try and find the missing bit of kit that you. You know, you had to have the right socks. So we had three sets of socks. You had your white socks, your home socks, and your... And what a pain in the bum. had to be there. And several people had copies of stuff so they could, you know, not ever wash it. Because that's how washing works. <laughs> the more copies you have, it's burned the old yeah, ones. It's probably not a bad idea. If you're idea. wearing one pair, the other pair is cleaning itself, obviously. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. It sits there and slowly matures like yeah, cheese. Like a, like a fine cheese. Yeah. Like a fine cheese. The other question, actually, while we're on PE kit is did you, um, at the end of your PE lessons, spray deodorant on the outside of your clothes? I think everyone did. I think they, they sprayed it on their clothes, they sprayed it on each other, they sprayed it on the walls. It was just, there was just, yes. all the air was displaced from the changing room and replaced with aerosol deodorant. Yes, had you lit a match, it would have blown the entire oh, roof off clean, the room. Clean off. And, <laughs> and more than that, it was often antiperspirant that was being sprayed. Yes. which of oh course gosh, yes. doesn't work on the outside of clothing it only works no. in direct contact with clean skin i have never as long as i've been alive well certainly since I've, i was a horrible spotty teenager yeah. understood spray on antiperspirant because the first time i bought it i was like brilliant what a great idea it yeah. stops you from sweating need that teenage boy sprayed it on with my arm up over my head obviously yeah, 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 yeah put my arm down and it just went crack and crumbled and fell off onto the floor oh yeah because it was like a thick white it was like fake snow, wasn't it? It was like fake snow. It made a great noise coming Awful. out of the can. It had like a real gravelly grit sound to it. <laughs> and you're like, I'll just put a couple of coats on there, a bit of primer, top coat. <laughs> like, spray, like spraying um, like tarmac on your yeah, armpits. It was, yeah. Truly, truly disgusting. And to think we did that in an attempt to make ourselves more attractive. Unbelievable. I went to an all-boys school. I don't know why I bothered. No, you could all just walk around pong into high heaven. You're all a lot of people did. anyway. Yes, it was it was pretty bad. I, I remember once when I was in 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 uh, the college, which for those that don't live in North Allerton was the year ten and eleven, uh, and I remember going back to the to the middle school to do a like why you should study French thing. Mm. Stood in front of the class of, of year nines, exactly, and. I just remember, that, you know, I wasn't far out of it, but I just remember looking at them and thinking, oh my goodness, we were disgusting. We were horrible. 14-year-olds are possibly oh, the bad. most 
repulsive mm-hmm. human form, like out of you know maggot pupa. If 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 we worked like that, teenagers would be like, oh, I don't want to find that in my in my bin, you know. And small. And small, yes, small and disgusting. They Brilliant. Are, they are very small, small people. This is it is. Odd. And but the most amazing thing is, I remember thinking I wasn't small, and I remember thinking I was an adult. And <laughs> how wrong we were. If you're 14 and listening to this program, don't worry, it gets better. One day university happens and the world is all right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a fair assessment of life. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there, don't worry. We feel your pain, we're not mocking you. Yeah, one day but... you'll get onto a decent engineering course or, or go to Cambridge and, and life will be better. <laughs> and life life will make sense all of a sudden. And no one will kick footballs in the changing room and you'll think, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> that was a thing. That was a thing. Did that happen in yours? Yeah, no, it did. Yeah, it was, absolutely. What was that all about? I don't know. I think it was some sort of attempt to come across as powerful and manly that's right yes if i kick this football hard enough they won't realize the crushing doubt that's squeezing my soul oh, I, think, I think so i never did that. wow this this got deep we I went did. from were you from were you keen on sports because i played for the school rugby team you know the answer to that question um, was i keen on sports <laughs> thing, is, thing is i did not i because i completely agree with you and by the time secondary school rolled around i had no interest in sports whatsoever but at, in primary school, I was all about that because it was how the school did. We had sports every day. And on Wednesdays, really? we had swimming and sports or games. Oh, it was man. called games. No, we, we didn't really have any kind of like, um, you, you know, kind of competitive sports. I mean, there was sports day once a year, but that was it. We didn't you know, do, you know, regional competitions or, did you, or anything like that. And we had lunchtime badminton as well. So on a Wednesday lunchtime, we did badminton. So wow. we had so, no. so on a Wednesday three lots of sports. We were very healthy. The food was good. I think I, I think I would have liked that. I mean, I, I would have preferred it actually if they'd sort of given us team sports to do because instead, obviously, you spent lunchtime playing, you know, blocky and 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 tag and stuff like that, which I was abysmal at. I, would, you know, I wasn't very fast at running. We still, so we still I, did that. We still did. Yeah, that. I did, you did as well. We did at least uh, there, bulldog. If there we were rules. Bulldog. Oh yes, which is the same thing, really. I remember once some some bright spark suggesting we play red letter, which I think is a sort of a, a relatively well known uh, playground game. I don't think it's, but, but his it. version, it, it, well, I, th- I think it, I think it's a thing. But I'm pretty sure that, that what what it isn't is what he suggested we do, which was that there were two teams, and one team had to come up with a phrase or a word and uh, split it up between them either by letters or by words in the phrase, whatever. So each of them had a piece of the, you know the phrase mm. uh, and then that team had to had to run away and the other team the chasing team had to chase them and catch them and when they caught them they had to beat the phrase out of them oh <laughs> my goodness children <laughs> and so we we basically engaged in you know what could sort of charitably be called i suppose preparation for the kgb you know <laughs> yeah no, that's that's pretty good training. chase the infidels and actually and torture the it truth developed and you had to keep the phrase on a micro dot hidden in a book um, which you then posted <laughs> to a relative um, and then you were forced to reveal the identity and location of that relative that's right and we you know we we rented flats and stayed in safe houses across the town it was often, a very involved often game. loved ones became involved and were actually used as, <laughs> as the local as, constabulary as joined in um, yeah. <laughs> very strange on that field trip we had to Russia, that was quite good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Vladimir Putin will be listening to this program. Food. 
uh, oh. is I can I can do a good segue from school uniform to food, uh, which is not my story but my my father's. Um, he wore a blazer at school, and uh, they used to the the, um, the the dining room, the dining hall, the canteen. They would have sausages because it was the seventies and the eighties. And there were sausages yeah, sad, everywhere. Sadly, and lost to the realms of time now. Sausages. Jamie Oliver. You don't hear about sausages anymore. Are no. they still, can you still buy sausages? I'm not sure. No, I don't think you can. They're a relic of the 70s, it's like flares yeah. and bananas. A bit of history you bring into us here. I know it's good, isn't it? But yes, so they used to walk down to the queue and and it gets to the window and there was you know sausages, a huge huge massive tray of sausages, and they used to put you know, two on their plate to pay for and then three in their blazer pocket. One sec. Hey up. It's a woman. Readers, a brief pause has happened. Pause. Pause. Uh, sausages. And he used to walk down the line and he used to pick out two sausages for his plate, which he would pay for at the tell, but put three in his blazer pockets to add to the thing. And so you get this nice, fluffy wow. blazer pocket sausage. And I think that is possibly the most Fantastic. secondary school boy That is awful. type situation. Did he not even wrap it in a very thin paper napkin that inv- you know became part of the sausage? No, no. I think I think the fluff in the pocket was sort of part of the Experience. part of the appeal, you know. Wow, bit of sausage fluff. Bit of sausage fluff. Pop-pop-pop. So yes, food. Yeah. What did you What did you eat? So presumably at your school you had you know venison, swan, and and perch. Only on Thursdays, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffed one inside the other. Now we had school dinners, and at the time I enjoyed them because we got a lot. And I think that that's kind of all you want as a child is lots of food. Um, and we used to sit on tables uh, with a bench. Hot chairs? Uh, no, benches. We had benches. So we'd oh. squeeze onto a bench. And in um, the junior school, we had probably about eight students to a bench down a, about an eight foot long table. No, maybe a it, well, yeah, six foot long table. And you were squished in. So we all learned to eat, learned to eat with our elbows firmly glued to our sides because <laughs> you didn't have space to move your elbows around so you know right, it's, yes. quite, it's good for your manners it's a very Oliver Oliv- Twist kind one of. kid who'd gone through puberty 12 years too early and was <laughs> <laughs> and he had a strange deep voice uh, you know a thick moustache and didn't mind about yes. that <laughs> there was that one kid whose entire neck was hair <laughs> who who just who just uh, like his puberty had only happened to, to his jawline yeah and, <laughs> horrible yes that was yeah ooh gosh um and then we had food. So food came out in big, great big trays from the kitchen. And then uh, a staff member sat at the end of each table and served us. Oh, wow, really? And went round and said, what would you like? And you always said, I would like this, this and this, please. And if you want to... And well, to, they came to your seat and gave it to you at your seat, did they? Yeah, or? we'll pass the plate down the table. Uh, oh, I see. They had a stack of plates. Stack, and they were, stack of plates. That's very interesting. And, um, yeah. And the phrase was, ordinary of everything, please. <laughs> Because you couldn't ask for a large portion, but you could ask for a small if you wanted a small. Nobody ever wanted a small. So invariably, everyone said, ordinary of everything, but no green beans or whatever it was. And um, you were allowed to do that. You were allowed to say you didn't want greens. Yeah, you could have what you like. You're paying for it. This is the point. <laughs> so you what, so you couldn't, presumably they wouldn't let you say, I'll have chicken nuggets with chicken nuggets and chicken nuggets. Well, please. the food, it wasn't chicken nuggets. It was, it was pretty decent food. It was a, like a full lasagna or... Um, but you could refuse vegetables. Didn't you everyone refuse, refuse vegetables? They had a salad bar as well, so if you wanted salad instead, you could. But I worked the system, and I said, and that was called second choice, was the salad bar. That was second choice. So some people said, oh, I'll have second choice because they were a vegetarian, or they were just a bit weird. Um, 
and I worked the system and I said, ordinary of everything and second choice, please. And so I'd receive oh. my full plate of food. I'd then get up, go to the salad bar, f- pile it with more lettuce and tuna and <laughs> eggs and ham and whatever it was. That's definitely and the salad. Sit back down. And this upset the other people on the table. But they never thought to do it themselves. So I was never I, I, upset by their being upset. They always go, oh, you always get so much food. It's like, well, you know, there's a system here. If you ask for the food, you can if you have game the, it. You can have the food. <laughs> Nobody is stopping you, you having the food. <laughs> you you just don't want sound. this food. You're just upset that I have this food. <laughs> <laughs> don't you come here with your je- jealousy of my ability to acquire food. You make your teacher sound like a, like a robot. Like you just said, I will have all the food. And the teacher was like, yes. Yeah, no, that's, pretty, that's exactly what happened. Wow. And then in secondary, um, the tables were served because we had different sittings. So the junior school had their sitting and then the secondary school came in and had theirs. Um, the tables were not served by staff. The staff had their own table and they um, had their own food that they shared out between themselves. Um, and then the tables were served by the prefects, the year 11 prefects. Um, and by the time I got to year 11, I was one of the prefects. But I'd cleverly, all the food. I'd very cleverly not got any friends, which meant that nobody wanted to sit. <laughs> nobody wanted to sit on my table. <laughs> Playing the long game. So I, so the other tables all filled up, and I had my table, and I had two pe- other people on my table. So three of us on this table. Now, if there's three of you on a table, do you think you get three people's worth of food to your table? No, sir, you do not. You receive the full twelve-person <laughs> portions to your table. <laughs> what? So, for, your for, staff sound deeply incompetent. For two years, I had um, four people's worth of food every lunchtime. Sometimes was... more, because on lasagna day, the two of the people on the table didn't like lasagna. Amazing. So I'd eat between a half and a full lasagna, <laughs> and I did, <laughs> and is... I ate it every Wednesday or whenever it was that lasagna day. <laughs> and that's just that's incredible. I just can't. And it made me so happy. I was like, Do you know what? I'm glad I don't have friends because. I've got a full lasagna to myself and all the salad and I've got and the jelly was never set because they'd obviously made it only an hour before so that was always you just poured it poured it into your bowl <laughs> oh, uh, we had semolina never had a with jelly which was just hot frog spawn um, <laughs> uh, now you're talking now you're talking we about had, proper we had biscuits and whip um, which I don't know any, how anyone decided that that was a pudding of any description. Is that biscuits and whipped cream? Um, no, it was it was pretty much um, Angel Delight. Was it the pink pink stuff? Yeah, the the pink kind of foamy, not quite yeah, set yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, and this kind of thin, inedible piece of cardboard that they call the biscuit. <laughs> um, and you'd kind of scoop up a bit of the whip and eat it off the biscuit. You wouldn't eat the biscuit; you just kind of use it as a spoon until it became moist <laughs> enough to consume. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go back a couple of steps here. You're saying that every single week a, a person brought 12 people's worth of lasagna to a table with three people on it and said, there you go, do that if you can, every single week. Every single week. Every day of every week. <laughs> I got... That's so crazy. Did they not think, I do not need to give these three people 12 people's worth of lasagna? No. And again, the same people who'd complained that I'd asked for second choice complained that I had larger portions at lunchtime. And none of them were clever enough to think if they left the table they were on and came and sat at my table, they'd get a larger portion. You were a clever young boy. I was, I, I, was, I was certainly blessed at school, I have to say. 
artful dodger. Definitely. Well, see, I, I the reason I'm so baffled is because I, so I was a I was a, a lunchbox a lunchbox kid. I didn't I didn't have school dinners, but you know I, I could see them. And our hall was segregated. If you had packed lunch, you sat on one side of the hall, and if you were getting school dinners, you sat on the other side. Yeah. And I, you look back at that and you think, I have not got the foggiest clue why that was. It was, it was <laughs> like we were two different tribes, like the poor kids who needed free school meals were kept in their corner or, or something. You know, it's very yeah, odd. That is odd. Anyway, yeah, but we strange. were. So, so I never spoke to a child who had, or at least never while they were eating their school dinner. But um, I, I became aware through the grapevine that. Uh, there was a real strict regime run by the uh, the, the chief dinner lady, whose name was Gladys, Mrs. E- Mrs. Easby. Ooh. She's probably dead now. If you're not dead, Mrs. Easby, I'm sorry to slag you off on national podcast. National but, podcast. The millions of but people she tuning was, in to listen to this very podcast. She was the very definition of a battle axe. That woman was. Wow. She was. She was a hat- hatchet faced old harridan, yeah. and. And she would stalk around between the tables and you had to put your hand up when you'd finished your main course. And only if Mrs. Easby said you were allowed, could you eat your pudding? My goodness. You couldn't. People could stick around and go, can I turn it? Can I turn around? Because you had a tray with different compartments and you could only turn your tray around to the pudding. Oh, but you already had If Mrs. Pudding. Easby. Yeah, yeah. Because you went to the hatch and they served it onto the tray. Oh, the kind of plastic. Plastic tray with compartments, kind of yeah. So that yeah exactly so they you know they put some slop on one side yeah, and some, and some sweet slop sweet slop on yeah. the other, that's right. And uh, pink pink custard pink what's pink custard? Where's the pink coming from? Know. And um, yeah, and you you were not allowed to eat if, if she determined there were still too many vegetables on your plate, then she'd be like, nope. And did it work? Did you don't. eat all your veg? Well, I'd say I don't know because I wasn't involved. I I just had some. Oh. Uh, now the question is, with your pat lunch, were you the 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 cool kid who had? A fruit roll-up, a wagon wheel, a petty falou, and a dairy dunker. <laughs> is that the pre the predetermined these the, formula? This is a formula for coolness for, for, and a Capri Sun. Uh, well, I had some of the above. I, I had. Oh, wow, I, n- I, I had, had never had any of those. <laughs> the, the passports to the good life. I had a uh, Scotch morning roll with a slice of Emmental. Uh, it was my sandwich, and and then in the good days I had crisps. And when my parents were trying to be healthy, I didn't have crisps, <laughs> and that always made me sad. And I had a frube. Oh, you had a frube, which was dis- disgusting. I mean, that as a concept Noth- is dreadful. It's is it- ghastly. There is nothing less appetising than sucking yogurt, warm yogurt <laughs> by this point, <laughs> warm yogurt out of a tube. Ugh, awful, ghastly. I don't know how that- oh yeah, what else? Um- Cheese strings. People had cheese strings. I yeah, I had cheese strings sometimes. In in the in the first couple of years of primary school, I was in in state, and yeah, I had a, I didn't have any of the branded things. It was a very thin slice of cheese in a sandwich, a packet of crisps, and a Kit Kat. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kit Kat. That was Kit Kats. Never had fruit because I wouldn't eat it. Raisins. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to get a box of raisins. I had a box of raisins. The little red one no, with the lady why. on it. With the, ra- the lady on it, yeah, sun, sun made, and like, sun and you made. Get five raisins in the box. <laughs> yep, that's right, and they were rock and hard. Rock- <laughs> and you'd kind of try and keep the box intact. But you'd be there with your finger, kind of, kind of trying to get w- into this wiggling it out. <laughs> that's right, and there'd always be one stuck under the flap at the cardboard at the bottom. You'd be there with like, I'm going to get my last raisin. I'm going to get these. Oh yeah, and, and then occasionally one kid it. would have that slightly larger raisin box because they came in different Ooh. sizes. There was the kind of oh yes, they did. They came in big sizes, didn't they? Somebody had, I get so excited about raisins. Twenty-three raisins, <laughs> <laughs> and that day they ran the running race and they won. 
for the extra calories. I've never had so much energy. Yes. My my other school lunch uh, memory is is uh, as I earlier uttered the words Jamie Oliver. Um, when I joined secondary school, at playtime uh, in the morning, morning break, morning snack, there was the the big, huge, great big, greasy baking trays covered in garlic bread and pizza. Oh wow! Uh, glorious. I mean, amazing. And we, my school was on was on two sides of a road, so there were two canteens. And the canteen on the east side served big, thick, chunky pizza, big fluffy bread with barely any cheese on it. Lots of yeah. bread, fifty p. And on on west, <laughs> lots of bread. And on west, it was barely any bread at all. <laughs> lots of cheese, seventy five p. Cheese clearly costs more than bread. And so you were always like, oh, do I gotta get that big fat chunky pizza to fill me up, but it doesn't taste of anything, or do I want the slim, greasy pizza with lots Did of you cheese? Did you ever do both bread. in one sitting? It was very difficult to do. You only had twenty minutes of break time, and it was a good fifteen-minute walk across the Fair road. Enough. So, ten minute, ten minute. So, uh, yeah, and that was brilliant. And you know, pizza twenty p a slice, and you throw them a twenty p, and then take six, and all that. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jamie, fascist cook Oliver, came along, told us we wanted to eat grapes. They took it all away, and they made us eat like I don't even remember what they put in place because I started going for school lunches instead. Then, because the other problem was. I would avoid spending my dinner dinner money on actual lunch and buy pastries on the way home so my parents got annoyed with me and put me back on sandwiches. Oh my goodness. The hard the life. life. The life of the lower middle class. <laughs> chocolate chocolate toffee Danish though. Chocolate Ooh, toffee Danish wait. from Coopland's. Sh- shout out to Coopland. <laughs> yes. uh, this podcast now we'll take brought our to you sponsorship by money. <laughs> Coopland's. We make pies. <laughs> Bloody good, we'll though. cover you in pastry, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good. Yeah, secondary school, not as good. No. I have to say, by college, I think we nailed the system. Because you could do what you like. Well, you just, go back to mine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Tomato soup. It was almost inv- invariably tomato soup with a chunk of cheese in it. And, uh, and yes. get out of the oven. It was rather good. Oh, yes, that's right. And I'd let you watch me eat it. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'd drop a crumb. You drop a crumb to eat. Please, sir, can I have some cheese? No, you can watch me eat the cheese. That's nutrition enough. And I'm going to play the PlayStation. You can watch me do that too. You see, I was fine watching you play the PlayStation because I was incapable of playing it myself. <laughs> Fair play. My dad didn't seem to think that way. He he was very upset that you were constantly left on the sidelines. I was like, he's fine. I'm eating the food and playing the PlayStation. <laughs> Are you all right there, Oliver Twist? It's, it's good enough for him to be out the rain. You know, he'll be fine. <laughs> exactly. Now, your missus is going to come and hook you out, isn't I she? I think we're going to have to leave the rest it. of this to part two. Take it away, yeah. Thanks very much for listening to part one. Now, we need we need an exit an exit thing, but we can say, uh, that was Naughty Kids. <laughs> Hello, not and welcome a, not to this kid. episode of your tickets. <laughs> don't, don't be naughty. <laughs> oh, we need we need a, we need a segment, don't we? We need a segment called "Don't be naughty." What what one of these three events did not happen in the Nurtis? <laughs> that's it. Brilliant. All right, that's that's what we're doing. Well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, join us for part two of Naughty Kids. Until then.